Blog Talk Radio. It's live, the Red Reality Show. Show Network. If you love Survivor, you've definitely found the right place to interact with your favorite survivors. I'm Cherry Garcia. I'll be your co-host, and this is Mike on the Mic with host Mike Albright, the number one Survivor fan in the world. Currently, Mike has met 468 Survivor alumni, Jeff Probst, Mark Burnett, Lynn Spillman, and all of the hardworking people behind the scenes who keep Survivor so epic season after season. Mike goes to the Survivor finale every year. He's on the board of Bob Crowley's Durham Warrior Survival Challenge in Maine and Reality for Diabetes in Ohio, and he attends as many charity events as possible. So he's always hanging out with Survivors, and they all love and respect Mike Albright. Here on Mike and the Mike, every Thursday night, Mike invites at least one Survivor alumni to join him, and they recap the Survivor episode that just aired the night before. This gives you 24 hours to watch the show, determine what questions or comments you'd like to call in with, and then on Thursday night, call into Mike on the Mike and have a blast talking Survivor with Mike and his Survivor guests. And If you're too shy to call in, we've got that covered, too. We've got a live chat room where you can post questions during the show. Just click our link and scroll down the page and post your questions or comments in the chat room. Now, it's time to bring on our host, Mike Albright.
Welcome, Survivor fans, to the Rad Reality Show Network. I'm Cherry Garcia. I'll be your co-host tonight. It's November 9th, 2017, and it's time for Mike and the Mike with our host, Mike Albright. I, I'd like to say um, thank you to everyone for rejoining us after our two-week two week hiatus, um, but now we can say that our host successfully won his spot on the City Council of Wilmington, Ohio. So congratulations, Mike. We're all extremely proud of you for a well-run race and a great victory. I know um, you'll do great things for your community. You uh, certainly have a great heart and have your heart in the right place for doing your job. And I know that you're going to do wonderful things there. Um, Now, tonight we're going to touch a little on three episodes of Survivor. So if you'd like to call in, please feel free to do so. Um, We'll probably cover mostly on last night's episode with the exciting merge that took place. Um, But call in and talk to us with your questions or comments by dialing in at 1-347-237-5506. Or you can also click our link and join us in our live chat room. Now, I'm going to bring up our host, and let's get it started in here. Welcome, Councilman Mike. How are you? I am good. Good to see you, Sherry. It's good to talk to you. It's been of several weeks, so it's various things are going on in our lives, but I'm I'm glad to be back. And it's, uh, yeah, Councilman Albright. It's uh, I get inaugurated in a, about a month and five, four weeks or so. So right before the new year, we'll, we'll all be sworn in. So I'm just proud to win it was a close vote but at the end of the day it's just about winning and you know i was able to uh defeat the incumbent republican in a very conservative town so i was extremely proud of uh, what i was able to do way to go mike i'm so proud of you i'm just beaming i'm so proud of you i i know you're gonna do such great things and for a democrat to beat out the incumbent incumbent Republican is that that's doing things. I mean, that's hard to do. And you had to really, you know, shake a lot of hands, talk to a lot of people and really get your points across to a lot of people to win that, to get the incumbent out. And, I'm just so proud of you. I think you'll probably have that seat for a long time because they're going to love you there. I know they are. I sure hope so. And, uh, yeah, a lot of good conversations with people, fighting or figuring out their issues they have. And I knocked on every door in Ward 2 for people that have voted in the past two years. So I'm glad to reach out to them, and now I'm going to reach out to the people that hadn't voted and find out why. I'm going, to, I'm going to walk around with some voter registration forms and let them know we're having ward meetings, uh, which I don't believe have happened in a long time, and just try to combat some of the challenges of our city. And we've got a lot to work with, but there's been a lot of great improvements recently. So I'm, I'm joining a really solid team, and I'm the fourth youngest, which they were talking about all the millennials getting on there, but one of the incumbents, two of the incumbents are younger than me, and one of the new people that came in is younger than me. So it was, uh, it's interesting being the 
called a millennial by the Ohio Democratic Party, but actually being Gen X and being the fourth oldest person on council. So it's just uh, interesting stats. Well, I know that you're going to do awesome things there, and uh, the people are going to love you. You know, and you have your heart in the right place. You know, you really yep. do want to help people, and that means so much in politics today. Um, there's so much of the other type of of politician that's in it for their own political gain, you know, and they don't have their hearts in the right place. And so it's so, it's refreshing to, to know that you're there wanting to help the people of your community and with your heart in the right place. And I wish there were, Lots more like you. Yeah, I've been to almost 20 city council meetings the past year, and I've not formally said anything because I'm just there to listen and learn and get educated. And, you know, a lot of people want to just talk, 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 and they don't know what they're talking about. So that's why I wanted to, you know, soak up as much information as I can. I've already got meetings set up with, you know, people in the city to just make sure I understand what they do in their position and, you know, how I can work with them and work with the existing body. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And then I was able to still get the survivor and that was one of the only, you know, recreational things I've done in the past two weeks was watch the show. And it was strange for two weeks watching the show and not taking notes. It was kind of a relief because I'm usually scrambling and trying to catch what's, what what's going on. And I was uh, able to, you know, watch the show for two weeks, and, uh, you know, the show, uh, season 35 in general hasn't been one of my favorite seasons. I think, I don't know if it was just because we just saw Game Changers and all these people that were, that we knew coming in, and there was, you know, more drama, more, you know, water cooler type things happening, but uh, that changed last night with the merge. It's picking up for me for uh, definitely, and, uh, so I only have notes from the last episode, but I usually average about five or six pages. And last night I took seven pages of notes because they chalked in a lot of, a lot of stuff in an hour, and it was uh, right. interesting merge for sure. So uh, going up to that, how how did you feel on the episodes, the two episodes before the one we got last night? Um, there were some interesting moments. Um. You know, like when Ben had to be by himself because of the loud noise, um, it brought back his PTSD. Yep. I thought that was an interesting moment. You know, there were there were some very interesting moments in the previous episodes, um, and I kind of hated to see Allie get voted out, but. The other possibility would have been Chrissy, and I didn't, you know, I didn't want to see her get voted out either. So, yeah, I agree with that, you. You know, yeah, Allie's the only one from this season I've met, but I think Chrissy's more entertaining and more engaging. And I and I think though, and we we always skip around a bit, but I think. 
Chrissy reminded me of Michaela from uh, season 32 when the whole, you know, shell thing or, you know, everyone was freaking out when, or season 33 when she was able to count, you know, shells and people thought she was like some Mensa person because she could count shells that represented people in the game. When Chrissy started mm-hmm. rattling off the math for Probst, as a, as a fan, I was like, wow, that's that's great that she just that quick with numbers. But then as a, as a tactical person and as a fan as well, I was like, Chrissy, they already think you're social and a target, and you're just giving them fuel for your destruction. So that that made me upset. But I, I know. I say that, that, yeah. And I think I, I hate when probes ask a question to, a, you know, a survivor like that because it pulls that information out of them in front of the, you know, entire cast and blows their cover in a way because I don't think she would have intelligent had he not said, hey, Chrissy, you know, how about throwing me some numbers here, you know, and brought it out of her. Mm-hmm. So I kind of blame that on probes. Yeah, I would I would concur with that. He, they definitely know what they're doing, but she also could have been like, uh, give a wrong answer and not given an answer. So I think if she, they know from the psychological evaluations how to feed people's egos and get them to be problematic. So yep. I think the show might, might have preferred, they weren't maybe not even sure what was happening by then, but, you know, when you look at eye candy still, people, the, the casual viewer wants to see a Jessica or a Cole or even an Allie who went last week versus Christy, which is unfortunate, but it's a, I think it's a component in the show. So maybe subconsciously Probes was like one to, you know, knock her game down a little bit, or maybe just let her show off how smart she was, you know, because, you know, Ryan's coming off as a huge fan, but he's been able to um, kind of illustrate how nerdy he is about Survivor, and he hasn't really had many direct repercussions that I can recall. And then another thing that just kills me is... Cole and the fact that he that kid can't keep a secret for longer than five minutes. I just don't know what's wrong with him. He's I think he's so genuinely I wouldn't say narcissistic, but just something about he's just so innocent. But uh also there's some component there where, you know, when he had this talk with Ben on the on the beach, I think he said, I think he sounds like a really cool, genuine, nice dude, but he's so self-absorbed that he had to have a talking to with Bendon and not even know that he was rubbing people that way. And I don't know how you wouldn't know that. It's just, I don't understand how you wouldn't know that. So I was, but the, the first episode we missed, uh, I'm going to go back and just, I don't have notes on it, but I'm just going to go some of the recap. But, you know, Rourke, Rourke goes home. You know, the uh, their tribe, the Yellow Tribe, just not doing well. They they lost both challenges, and we got to see some of the dynamics between the group. 
Were you surprised that when that group went to uh, Tribal that Rourke was a target two weeks ago? And then what did you think about that, and with Allie going home last week? Did either of those surprise you, or is that what you were expecting? I really wasn't too surprised about Rourke. Um, she was just sort of um, – how do I say this – She she just wasn't really fitting in too well. Um, she was sort of a not an outcast, but I don't I don't know. It it just sort of fell on her, and I don't know. Um, you know, everybody seemed to have teamed up, and she didn't have like that that teammate so to speak that had her back as much as everybody else did yeah yeah she was the odd person uh, let me look at the breakdown there yeah she was with uh two heroes and uh two uh hustlers so she was the kind of odd healer out and the first one of the healers to, to bite it. Cause I think it was interesting. I ran these stats last season. We had uh, three people make the merge without having to go to tribal council. And that's very rare. I don't have the stats right in front of me, but it's extremely rare for that to happen. And Cole, Jessica and Dr. Mike didn't have to go to tribal council. So they get to their first one and they, they as a group, didn't perform well. We'll get to the specifics of that, you know, later. But, yeah, Roar going home didn't matter to me. It's one, some of my friends online that just hate the season, they're watching Survivor Australia, they're just – they were really high on Rourke, and I have no idea why. I think she's an alleged super fan or a good fan of the show. And uh, we didn't see her at all for three episodes, four episodes, and she comes in, we get to know her, and she just – battling with Christy, and it seemed just so snarky and just a cat fight, just, you know. And I agree with Christy. It's a two-way street when it comes to communication. I thought, you know, Rourke really didn't own that, you know, why should Christy have to do all the work? She's It's a 2-2-1 tribe switch. So why does uh, why does Christy have to do all the talking with Rourke? So Rourke was never one of my favorites. I'll be friendly and cordial with her, I, I get a vibe that she might not be very friendly. So we'll see. I don't know what she'll be like in uh, about five weeks when I meet the cast. But, you know, Rourke, Rourke versus Chrissy, I was definitely rooting for Chrissy all the way in that, in that combination. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, ho- you know, hopefully, once she's off the show... You know, her personality could totally change and she could be the sweetest girl on the planet. You know, you just never know. Um, Yeah, she could be. She seemed smart and articulate, but just, yeah, just didn't seem to connect at all. And and that could just be her being out there element, being with total strangers, not having 
any of her comforts, you know, some people, you know, they think they want to be on a reality show, but once they are, it totally just messes with them, you know, messes with their head and they don't have any other comforts from home. They don't have a family member, a friend, a, you know, anything that that comforts them at all. And it just really turns them into another person. And once they get off of the show, they go back to being who they were, you know, as their, you know, genuine self, and they're fine again, but when they're in that situation, they completely turn into, like, a different person, and their personality changes, and that's why, you know, when people judge people on these shows, I tell them, don't judge them for who they are on the show, wait until you see them after the show and how they they are after the show. See if they, you know, are nice to their fans and if they get involved with charities and, you know, talk to people on social media and that kind of thing. You know, don't judge them while they're on the show as that being exactly who they are because that may not be the case. And typically, yeah, it's... uh yeah, there can be a wide range of the reactions. So, yeah, from the first episode we didn't get to discuss, yeah, nothing huge in that one, I don't think. But Rourke going home was like, eh, okay. And then the next one right after, that one was more interesting. And I was kind of surprised because um, I just was, wasn't was thinking Ryan was going to go along with it. Because if they go back to another tribal, he must be really working a strong game. He said he had Christy and J.P., you know, that they're 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 talking and he, his social Ryan's social game is pretty pretty strong and strategic. He seems pretty good. Um he's had to go to four tribals or he's had to go to five tribals, five out of seven. So he's one of the people that's been there the most. Actually he's uh, he's the person that's been to the most tribal councils and I think it proves how good of a gamer he is that He's been to a bunch, and I don't see him going anytime soon from what we just saw this last no. episode for at least no. a couple of weeks. So, but then Allie, Allie went home three to one. You know, their tribe lost again. And do um, you think it was a smart move to go for Allie, even though we both, I like Allie and I think you liked her? Do you think they weren't sure about challenges? So, do you think they were just wanting to keep JP? Like, how'd Ryan survive? Just what are your thoughts? thoughts on that? I really think it was probably the right decision. You know, as much as I really, really liked Allie, you know, and I hated to see her go, um, if you put everybody else in that spot, I think it would have been worse to see them go. So I I think it was probably the best decision. Um, I certainly didn't want to see... Ryan or JP or Chrissy, you know, I just didn't want to see them go. And so Chrissy's playing an amazing game. That girl has 
a great head on her shoulders. She's playing many steps ahead. And that's what you have to do in this game. Yeah, she she is. And from being one of just the moms, she could have been, say they target Christy instead of Katrina that first week. We wouldn't even see her in action. And she's had to, you know, she's had to work with different groups. And I think she's done well. I think she's a target now. But, yeah, I, I think that close to the merge, I could see JP being a logical target. But, so, but Allie, Allie going – wasn't cool. She didn't make the jury. And from last night, well, from what it can appear to be, the person voted out last night. Uh, I haven't looked online for the Ponderosa video, but I don't think they made jury from what I can gather. So I don't know. I need to, wow. I don't know if you've watched it yet. I usually like watch the jury videos, but I don't think she made the jury, which would lead me to believe we should have, if there's 11 players left, my gut's saying final three and a jury of eight, but we'll see. It could be, could be a final two and a jury of nine. I I don't know. But this episode, you know, they come back from that, the the previous challenge, and they're uh, they were all unified. Uh, this is the, also uh, the episode where Cole tribe. passed out. Oh yeah, that is a thing, yeah. and I've I've heard some scuttlebutt online that people think that might have been fake so he he wants to get more food do you have any have you heard that uh going on with anybody i've i haven't although i haven't been as active on social media as i usually am so um i haven't really heard much of anything because i've been off of social media a lot lately so yeah. But I, I could see that being the case. Um, I could certainly see him pulling something like that. Yeah, that's what's. In, I, I just saw it some places. I don't know how true it is, but that's just one of the things I've I saw. And and this episode he talked about. You know, I went from you know the average person's supposed to have like two thousand calories. When I was losing all the weight. I kept around 1,200 unless I was, like, working out that day, and I'd go to, like, 1,600. But when Cole said he, he tries to eat 8,000 calories a day from, from knowing food a lot more than I used to, 8,000 calories is four times what the average human is supposed to eat. So uh, I don't know if you know what caloric intake you're, you've got, Sherry, but I know 8,000 is a, it's a hell of a lot of food. So I don't know. Yes, it is. And I know Michael Phelps, I think when he was training, I thought it was like 12,000 calories. So uh, Cole's fit. He's I would say out of everyone there, he has to be the most physically fit, you know, most muscle mass. But as somebody that's been a fan of this show for a long time, it appears, and I think Ben was talking about it when they had their confrontation, you got to put some fat on. You know, that's why I got down, you know, to 240, but even if I went on the island, I probably still had a nice little fat buffer because you don't want to go out there, you know, ripped with no body fat because you need to have something to have your body eat off of for 39 days. Because a, a cup of rice is maybe 200 calories, if that, because there's no seasoning on it. There's, you know, nothing. So Cole, 
for Cody's 8,000 calories, I can see why he's hurting. And they were showing at the beginning of the episode, bouncing around between the, the camps, just how, you know, weak everyone is. I wasn't I wasn't thinking they were that weak, but they really made the, you know, they really emphasized how weak everyone was. Yeah. Like Devin, Devin was saying it's like lifting, each limb's like a thousand pounds. I thought like, dang, that's that's pretty intense. You know, Ashley's like, there's no food, and I'm like, they've been to Fiji before, and I didn't remember this being a. Do you remember? the past two seasons or the original season in Fiji being, you know, like food deprivation being a big deal in those seasons. Cause I don't recall that. So I don't know what's different. Do you have any, any ideas? I think we're in the same relative location. So I don't know if you had any hypotheses. I don't for that recall or... them. No, I don't recall them being, you know, that starved. Um, you know, and, and oddly enough, the other two tribes don't seem to be as depraved either. Yeah, maybe the healers or the wherever the that tribe, maybe Cole was just devouring every edible, <laughs> every edible <laughs> thing in sight. I he looks like I he just. I understand the hunger part. Like I, I know what it's like to not eat much, and but I wasn't in the tropics playing the greatest game ever either. So that just surprised me. And uh, I like they're all anticipating the merge before they officially knew it. And I thought one of the neatest things that the show's done in a while is when they came up to the beach. They had that whole beach set up for a three-tribe challenge. Did you notice the attention to detail there? And then they did the old fake-out, and, you know, Probes is like, let's drop our buffs. So, right. were you, I mean, were, were, did you, what did you think of that by the producers to make it look like a challenge and then to do that? And do you think we're going to see the elements of that challenge again, what we saw out in the water? That could be. I I do think it was cool to to surprise them, you know. Yeah. Um, and have it set up like so it wasn't quite so obvious when they first walked up. Mhm. And then, too, Jeff, you know, asked them the question, you know, or said, you know, normally when we do the merge, there's a big, you know, spread of food, but not this time, you know, yeah, and they're all nice going, oh, like, no. <laughs> he really messed I with like their heads that. for a while. That was pretty good. And then uh, this is, I don't know how many times, I don't have like a stat on this. I could probably try to research this or ask some of my, you know, fellow nerds, but Outback's been out before on a couple other seasons, and you know, some I saw Thunder D, Johnny Fairplay's friend making fun of, you know, uh, Outback Steakhouse, in some kind of a forum. I one of the forums I'm in, but I think the best player ever won the game twice. Sandra Diaz Twine, I think she's pro Outback Steakhouse, 
So I thought it was funny that, you know, Fairplay's buddy thought Outback's just kind of like a crappy restaurant. And Sandra, who's won the show twice, it's like her favorite place to go. So I don't know. It was just an interesting uh, dichotomy there between, you know. Uh, do you have, are you a fan of Outback? I know I've, I've eaten there before, but it's not one of our, like, go-to restaurants. Um, we, we've gone there before. I like O'Charlie's Steakhouse better, but I, if I was out there, I would be thrilled to see Outback bringing me yeah. a steak. I would be absolutely thrilled to see Outback. Yeah, then they get to go to Outback, and then there's uh, you get to order, and I just the people's character and personality, how how quickly that rose to the to the table, and I think the the biggest example of how someone's been to one tribal thanks to a twist, where they could have gone home, they didn't. Uh, when Joe played his first idol, how Joe just rubbed people the wrong way, and he's like, I want. Hey, I want two steaks and I want three desserts. And I'm like, like, I'm no wonder you're aligned with Cole, man, because you're just. I just don't understand that. I, he's just right. playing so hard, and it's just something I would not. I I would play the game really hard if I was ever out there. I know I would, but I think the way in which I carry myself is just more self-deprecating and more. Just I can read people. I, better than I think he can. Without his idols, Joe would be gone. So, and I, that's just my take. Uh, I thought it was a funny quote. Jeff Probst is going into all the stuff they have with the ribeyes, and, you know, Ben was so excited for that, and he's just covering everything that's available. You know, cold beer, the gold uh, Costa Rita, and then the chocolate thunder, and then the lava cake, and then Jessica, the the virgin, was like, couldn't stop talking about the lava cake with the chocolate thunder down under. I was like, there was so many subtle uh, innuendo there. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what I would, I think I'd be craving that lava cake more than the steak. I don't really like red <laughs> meat post-surgery. So red meat, I'm usually eating a lot of chicken and turkey. So if, like, one of Ty's chickens was there, I'd be, like, wanting to kill that and cook that up. But steak, steak to me, I, I, I would be in the back of my mind with my surgery and what happened to Joe back on Korong. I'd be like, ah, I don't I don't know about this, you know? I don't think one of those, is, uh One of their good baked potatoes would be great, though. Yeah, those carbs would I, but the thing, the one good thing about having two steaks like Joe did is protein. If you're only eating protein, you can eat a fair amount of protein and your body will do well. But protein plus carbs, it's going to give you different nutrients. But I, I think the potato might be the one thing I've, I I would have possibly avoided. But it's hard to get carbs though on the show, so I don't know. But I would be jonesing for the lava cake. I think after. Was it 19 days by then or 18 days? Yeah. Uh, you know that had to be just delectable. So good. You know your taste buds had to just go crazy with something like that hot lava cake. 
when you haven't had anything that remotely tasted good for 19 days. <laughs> yep. And then you're eating that, so yeah, that would be yeah. a whole other thing. But yeah, it was a fun, that was that was a a fun fun scene. And during this whole, everyone's sitting there, you know, chowing down. And Ben and Chrissy are trying to get together. And I I did like Ben's gamemanship, you know, where Chrissy's just wanting to start laying into like we got to get Joe and we got to get Cole. And Ben's like, hey, be quiet, people can hear you. She's like, oh no, it's too windy. But they're sitting right by Ryan, who is an ally. To Chrissy, so I guess it's not that dangerous, but I did think it was a little too early just to be talking strategy that much. But there were a couple pairs that definitely want to reunite, like JP and Ashley. I think I don't think they showed them specifically, but the the one I was glad that they both survived. Everything that's been going on with the switches and everything, were, were Devin and Ryan got to reconnect, and they're both they're both doing all right, and with this. With this group of people, I think, I think Ryan's a free agent, so I think he sees the writing on the wall. If the heroes and the hustlers do work together, and do annihilate the healers, there's going to be four heroes and three hustlers. So I think Ryan probably feels that he's the hustler that's most liked, and with his relationships with JP and Chrissy, that maybe he can turn it at seven. Maybe he'll try to get his own idol. But, you know, looking down the road, I think Ryan can be in a good shot because they're going to go for the – they're going to go for the meat shield. So Cole – Cole will be a target. Um, And I think even – he might even turn on Devin because I think Devin's a pretty physical guy too. So. Right. We have a caller if you'd like to take a call. Yeah, sure. Please bring them on in. All right. We have Miss Kansas with us. Hi, Kansas. Hi again, Sherry. And hello, Mr. Mike. It's good to talk to you again. Great to talk to you. Yeah. It's been a it's been a while, but welcome back. And we've got three episodes here we're dissecting, so I didn't know what are your thoughts with the past three episodes we've seen with the, you know, three ladies. We went we went female female guy guy and three females in a row. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed about who was leaving, truthfully. (laughs) Were you a fan of Rourke and Allie especially, or Jessica, or just kind of a combination? I liked both of them, definitely. And last night, I was, once again, you know, and I really liked Jessica. But, I mean, oh, it was, she made such a mistake. I think if she would have pulled away from Cole... I think she would have possibly gone far. What do you guys think? I would uh, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I think the connection to Cole entirely hurt her. It hurt her game every every time, and she got burned by him a couple times. I think she was just mm-hmm. so enamored with how beautiful. And Cole's a great looking dude, like, but you got to think about something else out there. And I would think of anyone to be able to separate that would be Jessica, the self-proclaimed virgin, like to be that drawn into Cole and that kind Awful. of quick connection. I could see that if she had been, you know, you know, not proclaiming that and not that being part of her story. I, that makes more sense for like, you know, Ashley or something or, you know, somebody else. But for her to say that and then to be, oh, Cole, 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 he must be 
You must be breathtaking to look at it in person. I, mean, oh. I don't know. <laughs> As a woman, I thought he was really cute at first. I'd like to hear yeah. what Sherry thinks. But, boy, he lost that. He, Whatever sexiness he had, he just repulsed me. <laughs> the different things going on. I was so turned off on him. What do you think, Jerry? Jerry, as a woman, <laughs> what do you feel there about old Cole the cutie? <laughs> <laughs> he lost he's, that cuteness, man. Yeah, he's, um, first of all, he's way too young for me to even find him all that cute, but um, <laughs> he's just—he sort of gets under my skin as far as <laughs> you're gonna exactly. get me in trouble, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's way too young for me to cherry. I'm, but just, you know, from looking, you know, good-looking guy-wise, see, now my thoughts now are on Devin. I think Devin's pretty hot, so I enjoy watching Devin in that respect. He's a very nice-looking guy, and he's not grossing me out like Cole started to. But with Jessica, <laughs> <laughs> with Jessica, I mean, he he screwed her over like twice. And he made her cry. Oh, yeah. And I mean, he showed her this that he's not trustworthy. So I he was can't really keep a hoping secret she for longer a... than thirty seconds. Exactly, Cherry. <laughs> and this kind of a person you want gone. <laughs> I mean, I don't care if they're good in challenges. You want them gone. And then when he's stuffing his face and, and just being so disgusting with the food and being so selfish, you know, with the peanut butter was what was it? Or the what was he? Was it peanut butter, you yeah, guys? Yeah, peanut butter and the sugar and, yeah. It's nasty. It was, it was nasty. Other people need to eat, too. You know, because I was in a disagreement with somebody that was saying to me, well, they should let them, you know, eat, you know, more because, you know, that way they'll win challenges or whatever for you. But I'm thinking when you're starving like that, you're not thinking that way. You're thinking, hey, I need food, too. Yeah. You want to feed the workhorse, but yeah, he, he didn't really. You got to have some brains there. So yeah, Cole. Yeah, I agree, and uh, I I see what the the energy Allie brought. So I can agree with you on Allie. Walk me through Kansas, your your supporter Rourke, because Rourke to me was just one of the most annoying people in the past <laughs> five or six seasons, and I don't. And that's some other people, some really strong contenders there, but just Rourke just seemed very pretentious to me, and I just didn't get Rourke. And some of my friends, when she got voted out, like, I'm done watching the show, and I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? So give walk us through how you feel about Rourke. It wasn't like I was this big, big fan of Rourke, but I saw her, you know, playing better. I felt that she deserved more to stay there. You know, what over would you have done instead she was of going up against. Rourke that was my feeling with her. When Rourke went, would you have uh what would have been your pitch? Like go for Chrissy maybe, or of the people there we had Chrissy. Yeah, I JP, truthfully Ryan, yeah. Allen, you know, Rourke. and I'm not against I mean, the only thing with Chrissy is, you know, she she's kind of a turn off. And I think if I was, you know, on the tribes, you know, she's she, I don't know, she's kinda of bossy. 
and mm-hmm. she acts like she's be- she kind of gives this like like she's better than them kind of feeling, the, and that's a, that's kind of a turn on. Isn't Chrissy? I, I I haven't really dug fully into the bios, but isn't Chrissy pretty successful in her in her outside of Survivor? So that would I'm sure she is. Yeah, I think she's in the financial stuff she does. I, she might be the person besides maybe um, Alan being a former NFL person. You know, if I could identify who's the most affluent, that would be a factor for me, I think, because I don't want to, you know, if you play a great game, then that's one thing. But if, you're, if you've are if you got a bunch of money already, I could see targeting them. So. It's just I think she's um, my favorite female and – Ben is my favorite male right now. I like him. I like, I like him very much. Yeah. I like Chrissy. But I really like Allie. I like, I like Allie. both of them. So I was sad. I like Allie, too. I mean, truly sad to see Allie go. Yeah, Allie was the only one I've gotten to meet yet, so I, I that did hurt. I was glad. You know, between Allie and JP, JP – doesn't mean anything to me right now, except he helped the numbers of the other people I liked. But JP has got to be one of the, you know, Rourke was just annoying to me. But JP, if I was going to write something about each survivor, I think I could. But for JP, I'm just thinking, had a showmance kind of with Ashley. And, you know, what else is there to say about JP? Like, what (laughs) else is there? He seems like a good-looking dude, too. Uh-huh. Um, but just, I don't, he just, what else is he bringing? It seems like he's one of the ones that Ashley had to kind of tell what to do. Christy and Ryan had to tell what to do. Right. So I guess if I'm a smart player, he's a great person to have that helps us with challenges and kind of does what they're told. But as a viewer, just kind of like, not very interesting. You know, Ryan's quirky, and I like the people that can talk and, even Devin, at first, you, I thought he was going to be, like, some kind of just surfer dude that couldn't, like, communicate. But Devin can talk. But JP just, I don't know. I didn't even have notes about wanting to talk about how much I dislike JP, but I just dislike JP. I really dislike Cole. I really dislike well, Cole, and I really dislike Joe. Those two, I just, ugh, I'd like to see them I, both gone. I think we both agree. I don't want to put words in Sherry's mouth, but the whole is demeanor at the the reward. That's why, you know, Chrissy's a big personality, but Joe just took it to some whole other place. Like, I need two states. Right, like, right, like totally. Tony, Tony White is what I called him early in, like, one of the first ones we did this season. He reminds me of Tony Vlachos, but without, oh, like. absolutely. Without <laughs> the endearing qualities of, you know, Tony would be that kind of crazy. But just he was just better about how he carried himself. Joe, I don't think Joe's going to get that far unless he keeps getting idol after idol after idol. Then at the end of the day, I what is that really yeah. that you found idols? like? I see him getting voted off too next week if he doesn't have some kind of immunity. Definitely. And, and throwing away his idol last night? Wow. Well, yeah, that was funny. Look, next time on Survivor... It shows him wrestling with Christy over a hole where the the, the immunity idol idol is is hidden. So, in my promo, I put, "Do you think he'll actually strong arm Christy for the hidden immunity idol?" I mean, he's already basically doing it. They were wrestling 
over where it was hidden. So, yep. Who's going to wind up getting it? And if he gets it, how is everybody else going to accept the fact that he rustled a woman for it, you know, and strong-armed a woman <laughs> for it? To me, that's pretty pretty bad. I don't know. His stock's low, and it'll just go lower. I think he thinks he's, you know, I've never seen someone come into the merge at the first uh, merge tribal just oh yeah I should be a target I'm really smart and I'm really strategic and I'm really good at cha- like like what are you trying to say here like you're you're giving your reasons why to get rid of you not why exactly not to get rid of you. <laughs> so I love the production I'm a doctor. With yeah so they they, know yeah even Doctor Mike went right at him I thought they might be might be eight to four not even seven to five because Mike. I just feel like the healers hadn't didn't have to do anything until they finally half of them got to tribal last night. And Mike, at the back of Mike's mind, he knew he was on the bottom of that totem pole, and now they just want him as a number. If they had used the numbers, Dr. Mike would have been the first one once they got rid of the uh, other people they didn't need. So... Yeah, it's just crazy that the two, the two of them are just, I don't know. Mhm. Yeah. So they're, yeah. If we're gonna go through the people left before we, 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 you know, Jessica got the seven five boot. But looking at these other people, Ashley, what are your thoughts on Ashley? We'll go just kind of through who all's left since Jessica got uh, eliminated seven to five. So we're just kind of get through everyone. We talked about Ben and Chrissy and Cole. But Ashley, we haven't had any thoughts on Ashley. How about you, Cherry? I like Ashley. I think she's she seems to be playing well. Um, I don't have anything against her yet. It'll be interesting. Oh, I've liked her from the beginning. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how she does. You know, now that. You know, everybody's playing for themselves, and uh, so we'll see how how she does with the challenges and everything now that it's individual immunity and how everything shakes out. She almost won last night. Yeah, yeah, that was an interesting new challenge. Uh, mm-hmm. I, that's I, it's neat. Out of thirty-five seasons, there's been a lot of recycling, and I'm I'm e-friendly, so that's okay. And when you recycle plastic around here, but just the challenge recycling, I don't like. But a new challenge, so I'm surprised we haven't seen that one. But it was per, very simple. But I couldn't believe how Ryan sucks so much. I thought, you know, <laughs> lean. He could just kind of sit there and spin that ball around, and he might have had a shot there, but. I I didn't see any adjustments towards like height, so I don't know. It was interesting that we were there were the final final three people were were ladies, so I didn't see you know when they've done other challenges like their buckets over their head and stuff. There's height adjustments. I didn't really see any like foot length adjustments, so I don't know if that's a fact or not. But but there were two dudes that made it to the final five. Our our two favorites, old Joe and Cole. They were the last <laughs> men standing. And then it came down to Chrissy, Ashley, and Desi. And 
Desi, another person we haven't really talked much about at all the whole season, wins an immunity. So I don't know if that – do you think that was good or bad for Desi to do that? Do you think she just felt like she might be a target? Or do you think she just was good at the challenge? Or I haven't really seen that much of Desi. It was nice to see her doing something because they really haven't shown much of her during the shows. Yeah, she was like – you know, she and Rourke were the two that – had no time. It was like we talked a couple weeks ago in Simone. We didn't hear about her at all until she talked about the aqua dump. And I'm like, well, yeah, she's probably getting booted out of here pretty quick. <laughs> so, yeah, Desi, we, she's had some confessionals. She she worked with Joe. And I think they got they got really lucky. I think Desi, she, uh, she could have gone home the night Alan did if Devin had his vote, didn't have his vote taken away. Uh, they would have probably played it the wrong way, so Allen was probably gone anyway, but they make one right move there, and Desi's not around instead of Allen. Because imagine if the heroes had Allen at this point. Oh. I think, yeah, we would have Allen, Joe, and Cole. Oh, that'd Allen. be awful. <laughs> well, I think Allen kind of blew up, and I think there was a good point of him identifying JP and Ashley. Like they, they were marked and, you know, Ben still thinks about it and Christy still thinks about it. And that was, I was really surprised that I don't recall a reunion between JP and Ashley. Did you guys see that? Cause I don't remember that from my seven pages of notes. Like, they oh, didn't great show that. that. Yeah. A lot of us were thinking that, like what happened? Yeah. Yep. And we didn't get any of that. So maybe nope. maybe they yeah. talked and they just didn't show it. There's a lot of people trying to make connections at the merge, but I thought that was just very interesting to me because I was looking yeah. for those kind of dynamics. I was also wanting to see, and we didn't get to see much of it, is Ryan and Mike because I thought I want to see how these two, it reminded me of David and Adam from season before, like, you know, these strategists and – you know, not necessarily the, not the most physical guys. How are they going to go down? So I didn't see that either. Kind of like these things on the cutting room floor. I wonder if we'll see more um, maybe next week or snippets of the you know the reunion as their storyline continues. Yeah, we might, because I think now that the the heroes, on paper, what should, will probably happen is the heroes and hustlers knock out the rest of the healers. So, you know, Joe slash Cole or vice versa, then uh, probably Desi, then Mike. And then if the heroes go against the uh, hustlers, they knock them out, and then we're looking at a final four of JP, Ashley, Ben, and Chrissy. I don't know. I don't really like that final four. I would rather it was Ryan and Devin and maybe Chrissy and Ben. Because I just, JP and Ashley, I don't like showmances like that. And I think they've backed away, but it just reeks of uh, Taylor and Figgy two seasons ago. So I don't want to. I never did I like don't that. Wanna see that. Well, I don't think that was Figgy's fault, really. She's been on the show, like, that kind of just happened to her. But we saw Jessica go home, 
So what do you what do you ladies hypothesize going forward? Who do you think's in the best spot and who do you think's in the worst spot and who do you think's going home next week? I definitely think I, I have a real strong feeling that Joe might be heading out next week. Just a gut feeling. Okay. If if he doesn't win okay. any kind of immunity to keep him safe, I think he his butt is on the line. Yeah. They know that sure. I think he's starting to really annoy people too. I really Yes. I think they're starting to get fed up with him. Totally. I agree with you. I think if he doesn't get that immunity idol that they're fighting over, as we saw on next week on Survivor, um, if he doesn't get that idol, I would say he's probably a good candidate for his torch getting snuffed. Mm-hmm. I would agree. What about you? I would what about you, Mike? Yeah, Joe should be the target, and it all comes down to what happens with this uh, this idol. And if he has it, then they're in, I think Cole's a target. And if if Joe and Cole got immunity, and I was on the other group, Desi won that first immunity. So go for Desi. I don't think you need to go for Doctor Mike just yet. He's he's a threat in a different way. You want to watch him around, like, final nine or seven, but I would go for some of these people that can go for the immunity. So I would go Joe or Cole, whoever was available. And if there's an idol play, Joe's already proven twice now that he's going to play the idol for himself. So if he does get another idol, you just don't vote for Joe because you're going to waste your vote just like he wasted his advantage. So I would go Cole. But if Joe's as good a gamer as he thinks, this is the time where if they know what he's done before, maybe he does give it to Cole. I I don't know. You can definitely see why they get along so well. They're both so similar, Joe and Cole. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think Joe would have done some of the stuff with the food. He doesn't seem like... At least he wouldn't be as out in the open. I could see him, like, catching a fish and no one knowing he did it and eating it, but I don't think he'd be as socially poor as Cole. I just don't see that from Joe. I think he's a type A personality, but I think he's a little smarter than Cole. But yeah, I don't think Cole would have would... thrown any food away, tossed it in the, in the yeah. woods. <laughs> yeah. Or hidden it anywhere. He would just eat it. He would eat in the nine thousand calories worth. But, and I would say, from my perspective as a dude, yeah, Jessica was the the, the equivalent to Cole, I think, for aesthetically pleasing, visually. But yeah, she's gone. So who's your uh, who's your, you know, one, two, three? Who do you want to do well, and who do you think will do well? And are those the same people? Well, myself from the very beginning, and they're still there, my top two pretty much were Mike and Lauren. Okay. Just had Mine are Ben and Chrissy. I'll go with uh, Ryan and Devin. That would be my favorite just to watch. Just, I think it's just a weird, weird pairing, and Ryan's just a really pretty – he's a really strong player, so that's what I'd like. 
But Lauren's the only one I haven't mentioned tonight. And Kansas, you weren't here. I don't know if you were listening, but Lauren just seems all over the place and her ginger hatred. Now I understand Patrick was <laughs> extremely annoying, but Lauren's a, someone that's hard for me to root for just because she seems so dead set on working with the five from, what was it? Yawa. And then whatever finagling happened, she was on board to help knock out Jessica. So I just, Lauren's, Lauren's not one of my favorites. I just like her because she just comes across as total badass, and I like that in a woman. You know, she's yeah, not that, your typical. You know, she's not your typical chick. She just seems to me like a fighter, and I like. I, yeah. I just really like that about her. She beat the crap out of somebody. She's, yeah. Yes. She's cool. Well, she's she not the crap. model that they. Go ahead, Mike. I like Mike. I'll support that. And Mitt and Christy would be right below mine, Sherry. So, yeah, I I like them. As long as it's not Desi or JP or Ashley or Cole or Joe or Lauren, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> well, for Christy, I wanted to see Christy actually win something. If she won some challenges or something, then maybe my opinion might change. That would be big for me. She just hasn't done anything. I want to see how she would, like, when the reward challenges come, I want to see her, her, her tactical mind of who she takes with her and how she does or doesn't alienate people. That's always something yeah. I love to watch is who gets mm-hmm. to go. And I, I think the best play ever was Ethan back in Africa and started a smarter trend of, I'll just take whoever came in second. And it happened to be his buddy Lex. But you just got to – yeah, that's – not taking people to rewards can be huge when it comes to the jury. And that part's coming up, as is the family visit. So I, I'm I'm interested who these people's family members are and how what kind of quirky, weird people we're going to get to see on TV and I'll get to meet in L.A. I, that's another favorite of mine. Oh, I'm sure. Like, who's Cole's significant other? Like, who's that going to be? Who... Ugh. It's close to Joe. Like, what's Lauren's situation at home? You know, Mike, I bet Mike will bring his wife. Like, Ryan, probably one of his parents because he said he's not in a relationship, so probably a parent. So, I don't know. Speaking of Cole, I was shocked at the end of the night with with, uh, Jessica. I mean, he's the main reason she's out. And then what she's saying, oh, I'm just looking forward to my date with Cole. It's like, hey, girlfriend, are you not? I know. What an idiot. Part about no. the, the stuff she been, I guess she's been burned by men in the past, like some bad dudes. That was also in her final words. I just found that interesting, like, you know, I hope uh. to have that date with Cole. And then what, I guess there's just something with, with me and guys. I was just like, what is going on here? Cole is the worst kind of guy. When you find somebody like that that is not trustworthy and he showed that to her, she cried about it. A guy like him, she remember those guys in high school that when they got when they got some girl, they'd be bragging to their guy friends. Yep. I think that's Cole in a nutshell. Am I right? Yep. Absolutely. And that's the worst kind and that poor she's so sweet. She needs right. to run like hell. <laughs> she deserves <laughs> so much better than him. 
total. Yeah, she's as a far beautiful as the girl. He might he might be a very nice guy, but as far as a relationship, she needs she needs to run like hell. That he right. is not. No, 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 no. <laughs> Go no, somewhere no, no. Else after that, so. and, <laughs> and we're pretty sure Jessica's the. I pretty, I'm pretty sure she's the last pre-jury, which that just that's got to suck to be the person right before the jury to not get to oh, help decide what happens and to make it to the merge. There's some really good players that have been there. Varner his first time, and Gretchen, and some other really really strong players. So Jessica's joined the strong group, and she. She was a very big threat, so I get yep. why they did it. That's really sad that you know she didn't make the the jury. Um, she really deserved to at least make jury. Yep. Great. She can blame old Cole for that. So. Uh, I know. Everything and, she got. When he, when he ran and, and told, who was it he told about um, Ben being with their five, I, I was just like, there he goes again. Mm-hmm. He, he simply cannot keep any secret within within his body for longer than it takes him to get to another human being <laughs> he just has to to let it out and i don't know how anybody can trust a person like that he he's what is that at, at least 3 secrets now that he's Told on her. Yep. yep. And when she sees this, I'll play back. Yeah. It's going to break her heart all over again. Mm-hmm. Thinking that too. Yeah, I don't think Cole just doesn't think. I the best, the good thing about Cole is he. I don't think any of this was malicious. Like he's not like a sociopath. I think he's just a nice. <laughs> dumb kid who's sleeping, who's living in his car, so I can kind of get why maybe Cole was living in a car for a while, like, I don't know, like, here, hold my wallet, sir, I'm going to, like, why, like, I, I don't know, like, I don't know what his specific situation is, but I don't know. Under a rock. <laughs> there you go. I just don't. I mean, he does seem like he would be so extremely trusting, too. It's not like he, it's, you know, a one-way street with him. Like, he's just the one giving the information, you know. It seems like he would be so trusting in other people that he would believe anything as well, you know. And... be very almost gullible. Yeah. Good word. But 
he, I don't know. It seems like he's been very protected in life. Probably spoiled. Yeah. He's very selfish. He's probably been spoiled by his family. What do you think? I hate to make those assumptions, but, you know, that's kind of, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When you're really selfish that way and you don't look out for other people where you just really pretty much care about yourself and your own belly. You know, when you're out there, everybody's starving, not just you. Yeah, yeah, I think my personality, I'd be I'd be wanting to eat something, but I'd be like, well, we all need to eat because if they see me, right. but he just doesn't, he's not wired that way. So. Right, and most of us want to take care of others as well as take care of ourselves and mm-hmm. make sure that, you know, others are taken care of. And yeah. he doesn't seem to have that component. Mm-mm. And even throwing you know, and maybe it's, talk, you know. Maybe it's just age. Maybe, you know, it's just he needs to just grow up a little bit. Maybe he's just been very protected at home and he just needs to grow up a little bit living in the outside world by himself, you know, learning these things on his own. Yep. Well, what he did with know. Jessica, you know, when he when he was, you know, it seemed like he really liked her. And if he want mm-hmm. if you want a relationship with somebody and they tell you something in private and then you go and blow everything and put her on the spot to hopefully make yourself look better and it all blew up in his face. When he goes and he tells, you know, Lauren and uh, Ben what's going on, it was so stupid. But, I mean, if he wanted, if he really cared, I thought he cared about her. That's when it showed me what he was really like. And, and I don't even think he was aware of how much that hurt her. Like, he, I don't think he even, I don't think it was he didn't care. I just don't think he was just oblivious to how to treat people. Like, I don't think it right. was malicious or mean. It was just, he just doesn't get it. Right. I don't I don't think he, to this day, understands how much that hurt her. Yep. I think you're totally right, Mike. And I bet, at, at post-game, I bet he's been trying to do a lot of reconciliation if they have any, like, genuine connection. Because they're both beautiful people. They'd have beautiful kids. Wow, I can't even... Now, even though she's well, how old, she's like ten years older than he is, right? Or I think there's a bit of an age yeah. discrepancy there. But maybe she she wants to get that lava down under. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe oh, I hope she doesn't go out with him. I hope she wises up. She could do so much better than him. Yeah, she can go with Joe or uh, Patrick or. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, Mike, what do you think about them not finding the um, the note in the nails? That just summed up Cole even more. Like, there, it's always what's that? <laughs> what's that? 
snack that <laughs> the round snack that's usually where the clue is when they get a merch feast. The oh, they're like crap. They're like cookies, but they got chocolate in the middle. You know, that's usually what the clues in. Sometimes you know I'm talking about the rolled up. It's like a fruit. It's right, like a rolled right. up. Usually that, right? so you see this big pile of nails with paper in the middle of it. Like, what do you think that is? Like, Ryan or Mike or Chrissy or Ben or Ashley or pretty much everyone besides Cole would have been all over that. If it was red paper, Lauren would have probably thrown it in the fire, but, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, like... go, gross ginger paper. Get it out of here. Uh <laughs> But everyone else, he just, I don't think he, some folks, I think if you're that outwardly beautiful, you have to have, like, some of your reasoning skills. He he just looks like a model to me, and I don't think his cognitive skill is anywhere where it should be. I don't think he's that just oblivious to the world. What makes you think he's been sheltered in some way? I'd want Cole to go before Joe just because at least Joe is pretty aware of how much of an asshole he is and he doesn't care. Cole (laughs) doesn't understand that he's an asshole. Like, Joe's at least compelling TV, more compelling TV, just because, you know, he's trying to play. He's doing what he can. But I I don't have anything else major from the seven pages. I can't think of anything else dramatically important to to cover. Just I hope this season picks up. And I there's rumors of what next season is, so we might have to trudge through this. But I think there's going to be a, a very interesting season thirty six. Really? Stay oh. tuned. Well, every the scuttlebutt online, it's just a very interesting twist that. I want to see how it plays out. So I don't want to. I'm not. A, we're anti-spoiler, so I don't want to spoil. But yeah, I'm curious to see. That this sounds season, interesting. Yeah. This season, I, I'm waiting. The well, we didn't talk about this either. The the extra advantages and disadvantages and how sporadic they are. So I'm curious what the producers are going to stick in here now that. You know, what kind of funky new stuff are they going to try to throw in? Because the, the, the format of the show is fine. There, you start with 30 million people and you're down to nine and a half. And that's not new people coming in because of this new idol twist. That's You whittle away the original core audience and then there's people that don't really care about the twists or not. But I think we're losing people just because a back-to-basic season would be such a paradigm shift, they should do it be awesome two tribes of eight no hidden immunities no exile no twists it's just oh wow how do you relate as a person to other people that would right that that would be interesting not hey i found 10 idols and i made it to the end give me the win like and no i don't think so because you ate all the peanut butter with your finger (laughs) (laughs) i so agree with you mike i'd love to see that yeah. But yeah, I don't have anything else tonight, Sherry, so All right. Well I'm certainly glad you're back and tonight was fun uh getting through the last three episodes and 
Kansas, I certainly enjoyed you calling in and participating. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, anytime you want to call in, feel free to. And we, I, I hope to have more guests. I had a little different emphasis earlier in the week, so getting a lot. I almost was going to call your last show, but to be very honest, I am so not a fan of, and I'm going to use his real name, John Dalton. <laughs> I almost Johnny, wanted to call Johnny's in when he laid into you on that one, Sherry. I almost wanted to call in for that. <laughs> oh, he did legally change his name, so, yeah. He... I don't care. John Dalton, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he definitely is compelling television. And he, he did a show running five miles, so that's just crazy. But it was a fun show. He was. I've never seen yeah. someone plug so much stuff, but, yeah. Well, nobody called in to talk to him, so I kind of understand why. <laughs> he wasn't—he wasn't very nice, because Cherry, I remember when you had him on the last time, and he wasn't very nice to those of us who called in. Nor was he nice to Ron or Howie. He was very rude and terrible. I mean, what he said to me was just abominable. <laughs> well, I'm sorry I that barely happened remember. back then. Oh, I remember it well, Cherry. He was horrible. Horrible. I barely remember. I was a 300-pound elephant. He was. He could tell by talking to me that I was a 300-pound elephant, and my husband wouldn't want to F me. I never said I was married oh or anything. Oh, my God. He could tell by talking to me. Oh, yeah, this is what he said to me. And, and all of us calling in were a bunch of idiots. Like, the Big Brother fans are all a bunch of idiots. He used the R word. To describe both um, Howie, yeah, oh yes, and Ron, yes, that Howie was John. That brother? was John Dalton. Oh, okay. So that's why I was ready to call in that night, and I saw him. It's like that I was forget. probably in his drinking days. Yeah, he's a lot cleaner now. With he doesn't drink, and then he's off the narcotics. So he's a he's a whole different guy. Yeah, Is he goes he? to church now and and Oh um, really? Really? Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's highly involved in church now with his daughter and he's back in all the charity events too cuz he's really tried to reconcile from that previous self. Oh, cuz when he laid into Cherry, I heard the old I heard the old uh, Johnny Fairplay there. Yeah. Just by when she called him the net, you know, I was like, "Holy hell." Yeah, you could you could definitely discuss that in a different way. So <laughs> that's just that's just you know the way he comes across, I guess. But I I wouldn't have called in to talk to him. You have other people that are real cool, but I love to talking with you guys. Yeah, You're this fun. is fun always. Yeah, we always and congratulations, Mike, on on being a Thank congressman. You. Everything it's wonderful. Uh, well, just city council. Congress could be down the road, possibly, but this is representing the city of Wilmington, and it was fun to, you know, shake it up, and we're very conservative. I think it was 70% of the city voted for Trump, and for three Democrats to be put in a city council, we're making waves in the state, and hopefully nationally, and we'll, it's the beginning of the tide change, hopefully. We'll see. Well, congratulations. Yay. Wonderful. Be part of the resistance. Oh, yeah. My fist is up in the air. There you go. 
All right. Well, Kansas, I'm going to say goodbye to you first, and then we're going to close the show. Um, thank you so very much. You can stay on and listen if you like. Absolutely. Have a great weekend, and I hope you'll join thank us again next week. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. Wonderful talking to you. Have a good evening. Thank you. You do the same. You too. Bye-bye. And I hope everybody will as well join us next week for Mike and the Mike. We're going to wrap tonight's show up with Ron as we always do. And remember to join us on Mondays for Manic Monday with Michelle Costa from Big Brother Season 10. Thank you all so much. Again, have a great weekend. Here's Ron to take us out for the night. Good night, all. God bless. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It's always a great show with Mike Albright on Mike and the Mike. Mike, say good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, all. That's a wrap for us tonight. See you next week.